Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of the Humble Climb podcast. Thanks for tuning in to obviously last eps with Danielle Weber, an incredible story, obviously where she started from that little uh, Jimmy Noakley East to where she is now. Continue to like, comment, subscribe. That's how we continue to grow. Today's episode uh, is, is probably one bit closer to the heart, but they're two of the most influential men that are behind uh, my semi-success, I guess. Not that I've got that much, but um, my semi-success and where we started. There's a lot of alpha male in this room. There's a hell of a lot of testosterone. And there's two of the biggest alphas in Melbourne, probably in uh, well within the real estate industry for sure. But a massive, massive welcome to first Chris Hassel and Peter Gigis. Boys, welcome to The Humble Climb. Thanks for having us. And Steve. thanks very much for coming through. Thanks for having me, big boy. Uh, we're really looking forward to obviously starting and getting into where their journeys are and where they started and where they're at now. To give you guys a little bit of an update and a background as to these two, I actually started off with, under Chris, so he's the, one of the directors of Buxton, uh, of Buxton Bentley and also involved with Buxton Corporate. And I started off under him as his, uh, as his PA, running around getting his dry cleaning and looking after his kids. And now I've moved on to Pete a couple of years later. And I'm now running around getting doing his, doing the same thing. <laughs> In fact, last night I was genuinely on Valentine's Day having dinner with Pete's kids. So, and that is no word of a lie. So Pete could go out. So, and Peter Gigis, obviously my current, so to speak, boss, current uh, director of uh, Oakley, Buxton Oakley, Ashburton, Mount Waverley, Camberwell. So, both incredible influential people in my life and a lot of ours. And we all know their story at Buxton, but I think what they've done uh, is amazing for where they've been. So boys, I can't thank you enough. The listeners are excited. I'm excited. Brados is excited. We're ready to hit the ground running. I'm going to go deep in a little bit as to where we are. Obviously, Gigi, you started out of, well, you started your uh, your your uh, real estate coming from Blockbuster Video was Correct, really yeah. your chance. And Chris, you were a really good receptionist. I was. <laughs> I was. So it's an incredible little uh, little start as to where you guys started and where you've ended up and climbed those ranks, which is all that the Humble Climb is about. Yep. I'll start it off sort of uh, to both of you, um, if you don't mind. Re finishing year 12, well, HSC probably in your day because it's VCE now. What's it's, that? No, it's VCE. It's definitely VCE. You guys were not that old. My hearing's going, mate. Yeah, I thought so, mate. Um, so finishing year 12, did you think that you were going to get straight into real estate? Well, I'll probably go first. Um, mate, to be honest, finish, finish year 12 and I probably wasn't the most intelligent person out there. Uh, probably couldn't read, write, and still can't do the same anyway. So, um, <laughs> Ingenuous. Do, do you know how many emails <laughs> I have to write for it? More Thank proofread? <laughs> Thank God for IT and autocorrect spelling, which is great. Fantastic about the technology that we got. But um, yeah, no, nah, came out of VCE and didn't know what I want to do in life. Like, um, you know, obviously as a kid where, you know, first job I got was working at Sidetrack. Uh, everyone knows Sidetrack Containment Center. Uh, got into go-karting and motor racing. Which has just been knocked down as well, just, unfortunately. Yeah, which is sad. Just been knocked down. Man. Didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, eventually became a video clerk. From video clerk, obviously worked at Mount Waverley on the Blockbuster ran. Uh, being a store manager there and got to know the likes of uh, the real estate office across the road, which was Michael Bivian at the time. He owned stock, uh, Stockies, which is Stockdown Lego at the time. And, you know, pretty much, you know, watching your fancy cars, walking, you know, he's coming in with his fancy suits and ties and, yeah, mate, yeah, this looks pretty easy. Yeah. It's like the life, you know? So <laughs> I pretty much just said, mate, what do we need to do to get in real estate? You know, he just said, go and do your, what was it back then? Six weeks, seven week course at Box Hill TAFE, I think Did it was. Did you both start same time? Uh, roughly. Yeah, similar, pretty much, similar, pretty much similar yeah, time. Yeah, so, so same era. Yeah. Same oh, era. Yeah. Just a few years older. Yeah, okay. A few grey hairs. So. 
Yeah, how does he have grace and you don't? I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You still coloring? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, you know, pretty much a game changer for me. Um, got into it and, you know, started in 2002 and haven't looked back, to be honest. So. And still going ever since. And Chris, yourself, obviously, um, like you were really good on reception, obviously. There's no doubt. I was great. Yeah, obviously. Saturday was awesome. Well. Saturday reception. Yeah. It's my fallback position yeah, if it doesn't yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah. Do you still sort of, you know, from time to time with the phones are ringing, you just want to pick it up? I jump in the seat. I jump in the hot seat and uh, I've still got it. <laughs> I love it, mate. But you're finishing uh, year 12. So you're, um, did you always around Oakley East area? Uh, grew up, yeah, pretty much grew up in Clayton, Oakley South. And, yeah. Yeah. So, and and you were an Ormond boy. Ormond boy, yeah. Grew up around Bentley Ormond and uh, representing the old boys. So Brighton Sec. Went to Brighton Sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't take school that serious. Probably, yeah. you know, public school. That's how it was, wasn't yeah, it, really? So, yeah. um, and luck involved for me, you know, um, sitting on the couch. My mate at the time I was living with, sister said, you know, you two lazy Guys, you got to get off the couch. He was a gun cricketer, so he had it sorted, but I yeah. didn't. So she got me a Saturday reception job. And then uh, I said, oh, maybe I'll do a little bit more and got a PA job. <laughs> and hated my first year. It was it, I was working for someone that just probably didn't have as much interest in developing me. So I could have easily gotten out of it. I was driving down Centre Road, went into an open and met Willow by dumb luck. And then bang, here we are 20 years later, business partner. And Willow, for those uh, for those listening, is a really good friend of all of ours, uh, Craig Williamson. So he's currently uh, he's obviously the director of Buxton Bentley and a non Buxton corporate as well. Craig Williamson, he's a really awesome sounding board to be. I know even for myself, uh, he's been fantastic. So shout out to Willow as well. So two public school boys, realistically, yep. that are uh, that are coming up from the system. Um, they're not sure what they're doing. Obviously, one's playing with go karts, and <laughs> and the other one's picking up phones on a Saturday. <laughs> like I just think realistic, and that's probably why I find the story so amazing because I find it influential and it gives me um, a lot of drive. Realistically, like fuck, if these guys can still do it realistically and they've done it, well, anyone can. Um, like I'm still proofreading Jigis's emails. Chris, <laughs> Chris has got people taking his voicemails, and I remember when I was working with Chris, I was like, "Dim, can you do my voicemails?" And it was the worst system that I ever had. It was just simple, very simple. Listen to the voicemails, write down on a piece of paper, and give them to Chris <laughs> like that. <laughs> like there was nothing, like, there was nothing fancy about our system, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, and that, and that's the big thing why I wanted to really get you guys on board because obviously you've been a massive part of my of my journey. And but for a lot of people, you're always you're both always getting calls. You were in the office yesterday. I saw giving almost career advice to one of our staff members. Yeah. You're always getting it because everyone wants a piece, realistically as well. You're two very different people. Uh, One's, I guess, more social media driven than probably the other, um, which I still do do also Jigis' posts as well from time to time as well, which I absolutely love. So the guys just, the guy, these guys are just absolutely amazing and they're so different and that's why their success is just blistering. For the listeners, I guess, and, and, and getting into you guys, you start as a receptionist. Did you think realistically, Chris, you would sort of start to take real estate seriously or were you just sort of doing it for the fun of things? Yeah, definitely didn't have any direction, didn't have any yeah. initiative. Like I, I was really just a young kid. Okay, it's in front of me, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so no no real drive. I, I could have easily gotten out of it. Yeah, I love that. And Jidge mm. for yourself yeah, as well. Much similar story to Chris. Um, you know, got into it, no balance, didn't know what I was really doing and, you know, what? We had the door knock and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, just really played on your mind. A bit. I don't and door it, knock too much because it gives me chafing. Um, but how many times, like, <laughs> I almost gave up, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of times I was thinking maybe should I just go back 
been, you know, the video clerk back at Blockbuster. So, um, yeah, so took time. Can you just quickly say the story just quickly that you told me the other day that of the, of, was it the cutout of the rock? Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is a funny story. So, um, we always used to get those cardboard printouts, one stand heat. Okay. The rock, this looks cool. I'm going to take this at home and, um, put it in my bedroom. And I remember one morning at about 3am. Fuck, did I jump out of bed, man? I thought someone was in my room <laughs> yeah. trying to kill me. So, um, yeah, next morning. So funny. Yeah, that, the next morning, you know, they had to go. So I love that. I love that. Starting off, um, I guess, in real estate wise, like when I first started, I can only bring it back to myself. Um, I obviously got into it through Sam Maley, who we all know really well, who's a really good friend of mine and was or ours, but was also a friend outside of real estate. And I used to see this guy driving around in like changing his cars probably every two years. And I was like, man, what's this guy do for work? Like, this guy's got a cool job. Did you, was real estate very different then for you guys? Is that one of the, was that one of the main attractions that obviously the financial aspect was, was one of that key to freedom, I guess, for moving on to where you guys are at now? Is that one of the main driving factors as to why you got into it? Oh, I don't think really we knew about the money side of it. Like we had no idea personally yeah. back then. Because um, no. what were know, commissions when you guys started? Oh, pretty much. Realistically. Well, the commissions are pretty much the same. So, yeah, you okay. know, you're charging anywhere between two, let's say circa 2%. But yeah. back then when I got into real estate, it was like, you know, sale prices, hmm. mid 200, 300. You're still charging 2%. Um, generally, yeah. give or take. And your yes. advertising back then? Sorry? Adver Our advertising was different. Like there wasn't, we didn't have the internet back then when we first started out. It was yeah. all got to do with a local leader. We call it the Waverly Gazette back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So- uh, it was all about getting ads in there. And obviously the domain paper on Saturdays was our attraction to put an open for inspection times there. Yeah. So, you know, look, a lot of the young folks that are getting into real estate now are very lucky because they've got the internet. Um, back then we didn't have the internet. We just used to put the open for inspection boards on the corner of the streets on the main roads leading to the property. And, you know, the properties weren't advertised back then and we're just praying for people just to rock up. Yeah. You know, right. so. I love that. We'd take photos of houses at the front, send it to someone that would then have to sketch a picture yeah. to then put it in the age. I've actually seen, I'll be honest, yeah. Andrew Chisholm showed yeah. me one yeah. of them. <laughs> He's but like, mate, this is how we did it, it in our day. Old school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, love, I love that. And that, that's the, I guess, the thing for me, because the, the start of the journey as to where you guys started and obviously where you are now, and it's something that we'll get into because we've had so many dinners, the three of us, and we've hung out at nice places, which is awesome. And a lot of the times I just keep on forgetting to bring my wallet. So it sucks, but it's, it's really so good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I think the last one you guys went half, which yeah. is amazing for me. <laughs> so um, shout out to Rockpool. Thank you. And uh, I, I think that's probably the biggest part in your, uh, in your journey. You're sort of obviously learning off Willow and you're learning off Biv, um, who we're still doing work with today. Biv Corp, who are doing amazing developments, uh, Gisborne, Oakley East, you name it, Queensland, they're doing amazing developments there and they've been awesome as well. Support for us as, as not just clients, but friends. You're obviously working under Willow and Willow's got huge success in real estate and starting to get a real, a real track on things. When did you sort of start to think to yourself, um, like shit, like I'm, I'm actually not bad at this job. Probably something for both of you to, uh, yeah, we asked real hard here. Uh, okay. uh, probably the best answer I can give you then was, you know, got into it. 2002 and it wasn't probably about to about 2007 yeah. 2008 is when you know i started seeing the potential of what i've got um and a lot of that had to do with the people that i that i was hanging around with yeah so like, i had a lot of friends that were great you know obviously poor like me and then had a couple of friends that you know had the bmw convertibles that had the properties had the investments are like well 
how do we get to that level? Yeah. So I think that was a bit of a mind changer for me and say, well, if these boys came from nothing and obviously, you know, got what they've got, I'm sure I can do it as well. And it just, you know, it's just a matter of like spending time with people like them, you know, just to see at work what they do. So we're great mates, but when it came to work, it was like, mate, piss off. I'm on the phone. Yeah, I'm working. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll see you at lunch. So um, it was a lot of that, a lot of that. So hung around with people like that and then, yeah, just just put my mind to it, to be yeah. honest. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's something that you're still big on with a lot of us, I can speak from our office anyway, like if the phone's not ringing, like the one of us will say like a pretty funny comment, like, oh, it's generally me, like, oh, we've got to run out of credit or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like and I'm, uh, it, it's good just to keep that motivation going. Yourself, Chris, when did you sort of think into your journey of real estate? I know well, you've both been doing, say, circa 20 now. Mm. When did you sort of think that, what was the light bulb moment that you thought, okay, like I, I can actually make something out of this? Um, probably that, you know, you get those awards along the way, the recognition of a salesperson yeah. award, which yeah. gives you some confidence. But I, I probably didn't have a lot of confidence as a kid or, you know, getting into real estate. And even now I'm not comfortable, you know, I'm always feeling like I haven't achieved what I want or, you know, I I still have to work. It's not just set now. It's not like a finish line. So, um, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse in the industry because you're never finished. It's, it's, um, there's always another listing and I reckon one of the best things that I've, uh, I remember when I was having dinner at your place once and someone, um, was I there? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I think one, yeah, no, you were. And um, as some, and uh, your partner, Sarah, obviously, who's an absolute champ, she said something like, oh, Chris, you know, Furbank. And you, and then you turned around and said, well, I haven't done too bad for a kid from Broad and Sick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> which I absolutely loved. And it's those types of little comments which stayed with you. And that, for me, was like a bit of a light bulb moment that it was a, it was a funny joke, but it was like a light bulb moment as to like, oh, shit, like no matter what your path is in life, no matter what cards you've been dealt, no matter what the age is, you can genuinely train change the trajectory of your life, yeah. um, which I just I find that like I'm entrenched with that stuff. I love it. I just that's the stuff that gets me excited. Like eg you guys, which is, and the other big thing is as well that you both say, funnily enough, it's like you guys are friends or something, which is like success leaves clues, mm-hmm. um, which is. I think realistically, just one of the most amazing things. Like we I've been lucky, obviously, to to start under you for two years, then move on to Gigi for two years, and I saw like some. Like all my business today is all based around what you guys did and what you guys say and the training that you guys did, which helped me amazingly. You see a lot of these kids and you guys get a lot of uh, resumes now that continue to come into your door and you're an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kid coming into real estate. Um, What's the one piece of advice? And I know you get asked this all the time, but what's the one piece of advice that you either say to them or two and two, what are you looking for in that particular person? Yeah, I think hard work beats skill. So you could have someone that, you know, talks a talk and, you know, they, they know what to do, but actually the application of doing is a big thing with everything, diet, uh, or anything in life really. You've got to sort of be working hard. And the sacrifice, a lot of, you know, I gave up footy, cricket, a lot, mm. mate, every Saturday for the last 21 years I freaking worked. Yeah. And it used to, for the first 10 years it was Sundays as well. So you've got to – if you want it enough, you'll make those sacrifices, but not ever. Maybe it's not for. You everyone. sort of can't go half half in, can you? Well, you can, but the results will reflect that. Yeah. Um, and um, everyone has their level of what they want to achieve, so that's okay. If you go into it, you know, wanting a little bit out, you'll get a little yeah. bit out. Um, that's sort of what happened with me with a lot of my footy stuff. Um, 
you know, like I could have obviously kept going. You're still getting a, calls? I'd probably be in a very different location. Like, you know what happened? Like, under 15s, I'll never forget, I'm playing Murrumbina Football Club, Kangaroo Park, like, getting it in the back. And that's where a lot of the weight came from. Um, obviously, unfortunately, you can, <laughs> weight's very easy to put on, but very hard to lose. Um, anyway, that's just off topic, guys. But yeah. um, as you can sense from the, the type of human, and these guys are used to it, that we all, that I'm always whipping out. Gigi for yourself. And I've always, one of the things that I love that you always told me is, the person that that uh, the person that that comes to the door with dressed up in a suit, like with their with their resume ready to go, yep. and that they're pounding the phones afterwards. Had it like, can I just give me an opportunity? You're the generally the ones to give them a shot. Yeah, well, generally, because our our industry is, you know, obviously the phone, you know, and obviously meeting face to face people and getting out there and knocking on doors and all that. Now, you know, obviously there's all these emails that come through. You know, have you got a job? Have you got a job? Here's my resume and. There's no follow-up calls or anything like that, but you know, there's generally maybe one a year that would actually come, come into the office, door knock, and you know, pretty much just knock on our doors and say, "Look, I'm looking for work. What have you got?" They're the ones that I'm impressed with. But you know, look, don't get me wrong. Out of ten that are rocked up, probably two have made it. Yeah, because um, they don't understand. By one of them, or uh, you pretty you you were pretty much handled. Hot potato. So yeah, it's just like I think it's a pretty good handle to be honest. <laughs> no. But you're you're right, dude. Like it's a bit of luck involved. Like you Correct. could be a kid that has all the potential, but then there's not a job opening at the time. Um, and I think having mentors around you to give you advice. I remember I was applying for a job, and my best mate Muzz at the time's dad is he was in sales, work for Borrell, and he's like, mate, you've got to follow up and call. And I was really nervous to follow up after the interview, mm. but it was good advice. They were saying, well, we were waiting for you to call. If you hadn't called, you wouldn't have got the job. Yeah. So having yeah, people awesome. around you that can give you their little nuggets of gold, um, that certainly helps. You know, kids don't know the, the process. They need to be taught. Do you think hard work, and this is probably something that uh, I, guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm lucky to have, in some ways, but do you think hard work or or having that will to drive and having some sort of confidence in yourself Correct, yeah. is that something that you can train, or is it something you've either got it or you don't? I think you can train it. You can definitely train I it. Think, like yeah. it's just in how you can mentally handle the rejection side of our business yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Like you know, unfortunately, you know, there's, you meet owners that want to sell the home, and you know, you're a 22 year old and they love you, but yeah. then at the end of the day, it's like, well. I don't really want to give my property to a little kid to sell. Like, you know, he's got no experience and that could be heartbreaking as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. hearing that kind of rejection side of it. Um, so similar. And I think, and I think, yeah, well, I was going to say best analogy I can give you, Dimmy, you know, what do you do? Do you give up and, you know, go home or do you go, you know, get a drink, go to the next school? That's probably the best, yeah, best that. example I can give you. So you just got to keep going. And yeah. it took me a, actually a long time to actually develop that side of it. I, because you, know, you were or weren't, like you weren't as, you're not. I was definitely not confident. I was definitely. But you had the cheeky side. No, I was, I was cheeky, but at the same time, and you know, I wasn't a popular boy at high school and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was always nervous talking to girls. Um, still am a little bit. You know, so, I don't know. Have you changed? I'm pretty much no, the same thing. shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it just takes time to develop. And I think, you know, a lot of it, like I said, it's got to do with hanging around with, you know, influential people. Half of the thing is getting into podcasts, like you got me onto podcasts because you would always drill into me like, you know, have you, you know, you're almost like your ideal week where I remember we always used to say that, have your ideal week, whether it be exercise or, or you've got to have exercise, get some podcasts, get some good things into your habit, train those good habits from nice and early. Um, and 
that's what led me into to podcast, which is where we are today at the humble climb. So, are you recording this? Yeah, this is actually like going live, man. Oh, yeah. So this is this is massive. So, um, it's really awesome. Like uh, for yourself, Gigi, I know obviously Hass is a big podcast man, and um, and not that much of a news reader and all that yep. type of stuff. What's your like? Do you have something like that that sort of is the pump up, or for you is it more the traditional pump up music that really gets you through? I, you know, obviously you've got the pump up music. You know, it's one big thing. Like I know you don't like to watch the news. I actually do actually enjoy watching the news. Believe it or not, like I like to know what's going on in the world. Yeah, it's, um, it's so it's why I love it because there's two different people that are both, in my opinion, um, you know, you can actually use that information for your work. That's you know, I, I use the information every day for. The work that I do, so yeah, um, you know, I like to know what you know, especially how much the euro is worth today. You know, like obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's that you know, watching, awesome. the, watching the finance sector is one of the biggest um, key key aspects for me. So, you know, um, look, I'm not a big reader. Yeah. Never have been. Never been. You know, obviously, uh, never really jumped onto the podcast and watched anything like that. You know, what obviously, dro- till the humble climb came on. Correct. Yeah, till the humble climb came Good. on. Um, yeah, we'll get onto that. Um, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> What's, what what do I love? Look, you know, I always have, you know, one of my hobbies that I do is obviously I do motor racing go-karting a yeah. lot, um, hang around with, you know, great drivers out there. You know, I have had the pleasure of meeting, you know, the um, the Piastri family back then as well and obviously the Petronis and James Serres and, you know, they're big names in, in the motor industry and, you know, obviously, you know, seeing like a young boy like Oscar now that, you know, I remember – he was Oscar Piastri who's actually going in Formula One this year. Um, just seeing that little talent, you know, winning. So have you just given us a little golden nugget? No, really? I'm no what saying, I'm saying like, in a good way that you that you used to race with that. No, and this is serious. That P- Oscar Piastri, the McLaren F1 driver correct. that's going in, was a was a teammate of yours, correct? Correct. Back in the day, yes. We'll make sure we get that as a little social clip, Braden, because well, that, that's yeah, a, that's a big that's nugget. A, yeah, but that's obviously. Thanks to, you know, uh, James Sarah, of course, and, you know, there's obviously uh, Mario Petroni that I've had the pleasure of meeting as well. So, um, but it's not just that. Like, I'm not bragging about that, but just I, lo- I love racing, yeah? yeah. And for me, you know, I'm an old boy and, you know, I started racing with the old boys and I love winning. There's no yeah. question about it. And I think that's what drives me, you know, winning on the track and then coming to work is, you know, my motivation to win up work as well. So, look, you know, don't get me wrong, there's times where you can – Settle for second place and third place, and yeah, you get the you get the trophy, but still, it's not that you know that winning feeling. So you know there was no better feeling this year. You know, going we went to you know went to Mykonos, and you know we came back straight from Mykonos, and I went straight to the, the racetrack that Friday morning. Um, you know, and just and just you know, awesome. just winning. Like yeah. you know, everyone was practicing over that weekend. I had no ch- chance to practice, and I was jet lagged. So I think for me, it's just you know. Doing that on the side, and I bring that energy that I learn from racing into my workplace. It's it's funny. Um, I've always found that realistically, your best people that judge the character, your character of people, the best are, are generally your family, right? Yep. And obviously, you both know my story, my background, but you know my mum and sister pretty well as well. And they're always, you know, Hassan Gigi, Hassan Gigi, amazing people, amazing people, amazing people. What what continues to keeps you guys so humble? As to where you're at, because I know not just as a friend, but as a person that I can pick up the phone and be like, guys, I've got a problem or I need this. And you've both seen me cry. You've seen me laugh. You've seen me do everything. Um, and which is amazing. You've both made me cry actually. So there you go. Um, so, 
so, um, and uh, so uh, realistically, what what's that one thing like for me? There's no that you guys have never had that arrogance. You've never had that 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 cocksure of yourselves. You've always been approachable. If throughout your journey and where you guys are at today, what's that one thing that continues to keep you th- humble? Probably my grandma. Good upbringing, you yeah. know, manners, and um, I heard something the other day that. You know, a guy goes out with a girl and he's trying to impress the girl and being all nice to her and then super rude to the waiter. You know, yeah. it's sort of like that, that um, just always being polite to everyone no matter who they are. And um, it, it's, yeah, it's probably just, oh, for me, it's probably an upbringing. Yeah, um, and I don't want to target on my back because as soon as you put yourself out there as this and that, yeah. then people love to see people crash and fail it's as well. So true. Um, and the last thing for me is probably I'm a big karma person. So, you know, if you're putting good juju out there the whole time, something goes wrong where you didn't bring it upon yourself. Right. And, you know, then if I needed something, I know I could call you and you drop, you drop everything you're doing to help me. Yeah. So you're just creating that ideal existence, I, I guess. Love yeah. I, love, I love that. And you, Gigi? Hey, it's how do you want to be treated? Yeah, really. That. So, you know, if someone's talking down to you, like, do you need to go to that person, talk down to them? Like, yeah. no, I, you know, I think, like I said, um, going back to high school, like I wasn't a popular person, but, you know, at the end of the day, did I get picked on a little bit and stuff like that? I wasn't really bullied, but yeah. there was always that one or two students that, you know, obviously picked on you a little bit. But the funny story is, like, you know, now we're best mates. You know, now they give me business to sell, you know, so yeah. they picked on me, but, I'll make money off them now. Yeah. So that's probably, that's probably the best way to explain that's the best it. So, hey, um, the best huge. That's why I love you. So, Check, yeah, mate. No, that's just awesome. be, be so respectful. True. Like, you know, if you want to be treated right, you got to be, you know. From your career perspective, what what was the biggest risk? When was the biggest um, the biggest time that you took a risk realistically that you that you really thought like I'm not I'm not sure if I can do this, but I'm going to take a chance. Um it would have been back in 2011 to be honest. So, um that's when we, you know, obviously left the company I was and, this, you know, obviously with this guy's help a little bit, just said, yep, let's open up an office here and, you know, let's join the Buxton group and let's open up an office in Oakley and obviously the office in Ashburton and obviously with, you know, my current partner, Chris Constantino. So it's just obviously, you know, having that financial side of it behind you. I didn't. Can you go into that for me for a little bit? Because um, th- th- this is one of the things that I, I love this. For me, I find it super, yeah, super, well, super inspiring. Okay. So my first home that I bought was in Danny North. Um, so obviously bought it for like 260 and, you know, a few years later it was probably worth about 350 But obviously you need X amount of money to open up an office and have the financial backings. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have it. So unfortunately um, the bank said, yeah, we'll give you the money, but um, you need a guarantor. And I'm yeah. like, geez, yeah. So- had to make that, you know, obviously that visit to my parents and yeah. asked my dad, you know, do you mind just going as a guarantor for me? So, um, which pretty much is on, you know, I didn't even hesitate to be honest, mate. So, um, that's one reason why I like taking to Greece with me every year. Um, so yeah, the papers. Ooh, yeah, 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 parents are the only elderly that you've ever seen Mykonos <laughs> and staying at the Meconian. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's the best. Yeah, but uh, obviously just. You know, my dad put in pen and paper and, and you know, it was probably about, took about four years to actually go and, you know, by the time we sold that house in Danny North, um, obviously it was awesome to go to my dad and just say, dad, pretty much, I don't need you as a guarantor anymore. So can you sign this document? We'll take you off the, you know, take you off the, uh, the deed really. So, um, that was good. That was good. So without cost, we fucked. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it's not just Costa, but you know, obviously, like I said, the partners that I teamed up with, you know, it. obviously, 
have helped me to the, to the journey. Obviously, you know, if it wasn't for Chris and making that initial call to um, Gavin Fallon at the time, and, you know, Gavin reached out to me and that wouldn't have happened because of this guy either. Yeah. yeah? So I didn't even know who Gavin Fallon was, to be honest. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But yeah, just having this guy making that call and, you know, having that initial in meeting, it's just, yeah. You're obviously, this is, we're talking to till 11, so you're probably, you're obviously starting to make waves in the real estate industry as well. Well, you both are because you're starting to do your own thing. Yep. You're, you're trying to now, you're, you're the recruiter, um, as well, realistically. I think um, it was around the same time we, um, came directors, yeah. Would have been. Yeah. 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 And yourself, what's the, cause I mean, I know the story from you in the background that again, I find inspiring. Like it's funny when, you know, you guys don't think I'm listening. I'm actually taking a lot of stuff in, um, that story that you just said was always remaining me. The other one for you has always been you bought your first property as a one bedroom apartment and mm -hmm. you just slowly, slowly worked your way up to, um, so for me, uh, that was one of the reasons behind buying my first bedroom. One when bedroom I could, I bought a one bedroom apartment because I'm like, well, has did. <laughs> and look at him now. So fuck it. I'm on the same right. <laughs> right. Legit. And it's so funny, but it's, it's actually legit. Um, yeah. Yourself. Was, was there, was there a point that you thought, okay, I'm taking a bit of a risk here. I don't, I'm probably not a risk person. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from humble beginnings, I'm probably more conservative, mate. So I haven't got a really good story. I, I think I've grown into most of the roles and things have yeah. taken a little bit more time. I could have been a bit more aggressive. So but it was a bit like when it was time to be, to, and, um, to, to, to be a director, as an example, you did it when the time was right and you had the funds. Yeah. If it sounds, yeah. and it sounds wanky, but it's probably, I've listened to too many podcasts where it, I don't see much things as a risk. I see it more as an opportunity and that I'm yeah. in control of the opportunity. And yeah. if it's not going to work out, it's because of my lack of input and it yeah. sounds wanky, but, um, I sort of, I won't ever risk the house on something obviously. Um, and you know, family and kids comes first, but I don't know, as a young kid buying in, you're getting people telling you don't do it, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And you get people saying, do it. And I, I, I went one way instead of the other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. Well, in itself, though, for both of you, realistically, like you wanted, you were driven to do your own your own thing, which is yeah. where you started with Buxton, because there was no Buxton directly beforehand no. for you, was there? Yeah. Um, but realistically, from that risk of, and I guess I call it a risk of you buying into where you did buy in. Hmm. Would you? Do you think you'd be where you are today if you didn't buy it? Uh, no, I don't yeah. because I see the Buxton group as a bit of not yeah. a you know a bit of a family friendship. Like, man, I go overseas with you guys. Like, yeah, you, you you're friends. So, if I had moved, would I have the same relationships? Probably not. Yeah. And um, I'd put those things in front of any money or anything else financially that I could have been. I think that's the biggest thing that's probably coming from both of you guys. The way you guys both run your offices. Yep. Um, is obviously you do training every single Tuesday that you make available to all of us. So therefore, why would you want to leave Buxton when you're getting trained by the best? And you've obviously got that continuous open door policy that no matter how you're feeling, no matter what it is, no matter what's on your mind, you knock on the door and you come and have a chat. How much, I guess, your individual friendships within the Buxton group, is, is that what it is that keeps you guys here? I find comfort in knowing that you know, people have my back. Like if I ever had to start a new fresh job, I think it would be business first and the money first as opposed yeah. to mm. looking within the group. That's a pretty cool thing. Even, yeah. you know what, you you saying this, I'm like, yeah, far out. Like look at that. And that gives me probably mental comfort as well. Like, you know, having the team around me at my office but also the surrounding offices, um, that's pretty unique. You know, obviously I came from another, another group and, you know, um, prior to that it was like nuts. You know, your neighboring office, it's like, no, it's independent. Like, you know, go get the listing. Next thing you know, you're actually competing against that, you know, same brand to get that yeah. listing, um, which was, wasn't right. You know, there's times where 
there's a property in Bentley. I don't know. He's on it. I'm on it. And it's just like, you know, has, let's go get it. And next thing you know, we've got the listing together. So um, just having that, you know, relationship between, you know, the group is so strong. Yeah, you look at like any sporting team that, yeah. you know, winning sporting team, it's their culture that is so, you know, that, that's the thing that wins those yeah. big, big events, premierships. Um, and, and yeah, and like one thing that we do as well, it's not like Bucks and Oak or Bucks and Bentley, you know, we are Bucks and, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's how we represent mm. ourselves. A couple of your questions that we had people sent through, because um, I'm conscious of your times as well, so I can't thank you guys enough for coming on. Um, a couple of your questions that have come through from through Instagram. Uh, question of both of you, and both of them are for all of you. Uh, where do you both see real estate going in the next five to ten years? Not from a pricing point of view. Yeah. Um, interesting question. Best best way I can explain it to you or answer that is I see a shortage of stock. In my opinion, um, developments are down. Yeah. You know, um, there's going to be less and less builds happening. So you know, and there's more. You know, now that our borders are open up, there's more and more people that are coming. So obviously. Yeah. Where do we put all these people? So, um, yeah, I still see the market going to be strong, in my opinion. Do you see rents skyrocketing? Sky, look, the rental market's out of control at the moment. So, yeah. you know, look, that's probably one thing that I do a bit more in my office is work with, you know, work closer with the property management side of the team. And I think this time last year we had about 120 vacancies as opposed to now we've only got like 30. So, yeah, okay. look, it is scary times when it comes to that side of it, the affordability side when it comes to a property. But um, do I actually see it crashing? Particularly no, um, you know I've got you know got a building survey. He's you know that I talk to quite regularly. He you know and he's busy, so busy that at the moment he's down on work about seventy percent. So if there's no builds happening, I don't know. What do you reckon? Population pressure, it's going to fly. Yeah. Just it, all positive. So you see it continuing to go the way it needs to. Yeah, we're yeah. so such a young country, and uh, on a world stage, looking at all other countries, and COVID's a great way of comparing like how did we handle it compared to other countries everyone wants to live here they want to bring their kids up here they want their elderly parents to be here yep. um and it's unfortunately for us or unfortunately it's the wealthy people from other countries coming with a lot of money yep. and they want to live in the affluent suburbs where it's safe where there's schools where there's work and that inner city living for a lot of us might be more of a luxury you know yeah. so many people i know now move down the peninsula they're, they're moving out and commuting an hour to work i, I had our parent teacher interview with, for pip last night and the teacher comes from lara so it's an hour and a half drive to, wow. to get to her school every day um so i i think i've got a lot of confidence in it just um buy and hold yep. i love that uh agree or disagree with the ever changing world we find ourselves in and expenses rising you generally, as a person at the moment, need a second income stream to keep afloat. No, don't live beyond your means. That's right. the answer. They're spending more than they earn. That's yeah, full stop. That's Everyone does that. You could be on two mil a year and spending more than what you earn. You could be right. on, you know, 70 grand a year living the dream. So I don't think it's about your income or revenue streams. It's, it's actually about your spending habits. And I see young kids these days with Rolexes and fancy bags. Man, I, never, I didn't have any of that stuff. Freaking I still don't have two, What are you talking about? That's, yeah. yeah. So I thought that, you guys would buy me one for my 30th. Yeah, I got the one from Bali. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I got the Roldex. Roll one. <laughs> Roldex one. The, the, what do you mean, guys? Aren't you guys putting in? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think I, unfortunately, with social media and everyone wanting to yeah. flex, that's the thing that, that people probably get sucked into. That's so true. So true. And you, you would agree, Gigi? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, if you don't need that Gucci bag, don't go and buy it. 
It's so funny and, and it's genuine, right? Because everyone knows that I love going out for restaurants and dinner and sometimes you're just like, man, just, you have to go out again. Yeah. Like, and, and I love it because you sometimes you need someone to tap you on the shoulder if you realize like, oh shit, like, yeah, okay, no, this guy's got a point. Yeah, but you're not driving around a $250,000 car. So if you love that, that do that. Yeah. You know, you still do what you want to do, but don't buy things for other people's affirmation. That's the danger, you know, um, wearing things to show off in front of someone that you don't even care about. I love that. You know what I mean? So I love. I actually love that. Please yourself, don't please others. Oh, best way. Fascinated to know, growing up, finishing year 12, um, what did you both want to do? I, I don't know. Yeah. I was a firefighter. I was ready yeah. to go. I was going to get my truck um, license and be a firefighter. Yeah, I love that. Which is hard to get into now. Ah, yeah. It's so hard to get into. Yeah. I look, you know, as a young kid, I used to love the movie Days of Thunder. I always wanted to be, uh, you know, racing car driver. Oh, but, I love that. They're going to be the Greek girl, Gigi. Are yeah. you guys going to the Grand Prix? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. You got a third ticket or? Um, to come. I can give I, you general admission. I couldn't go last year because I had COVID. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you guys want to go, let me know and we'll organize it. Um, obviously, we've asked about the humble and three. Now, one of the things that we do for all, all all of our episodes is we ask the humble three. And this is where we sort of, it's a nice way to finish off and tie off. Um, question number one, if you weren't in your current occupation as real estate and take, take out the directors and everything, but if you weren't in doing real estate, what would you both be doing? Builder. Mechanic. That's awesome. I love these answers. They just mechanic. I could say builder. You just look too pretty to be a builder. project manager. supervisor. Steel caps, chinos, <laughs> and Apollo. <laughs> There's no way. Um, um, outside question number two: Which person outside of your family inspires you guys? Would there be one? And if there's not, that's cool because I feel like I know who you're going to say it and I feel like I know who you're going to say, but would there be someone out there? Uh, my grandma for me, like yeah. she's taught me everything that's and I- Nah, but it's, well, if, you can't, nah, if you can't, that's yeah. a hard question. Yeah, that's- No, that's nah, but it's more, it's more, it's more if you, if you, if, if you can't, All right. of course. But Babs, I know that you were going to say for sure, Greg. Yeah, that's her. Babs is- Everything I do for, for her. She's a legend. And she's, she's living here now. I don't know. She's um no no she in, no she's living down no in, New South Wales yeah nice. she what? came down the other day ninety four taking a cruise ship down took wow. her out for lunch I saw you went to that is so she's cute. the best <laughs> <laughs> I love it um, would you have anyone outside your family well look for me it's not just an individual it's got to do with the team behind me yeah um you know we we have got a big team you know it's fifty plus staff and you know obviously the support I get from them and the support they give me is you know I wouldn't be where I am without them that's and I honestly mean it. I'm not blowing up, wing up you or, you know, the whole team. Just if we weren't together, if we didn't survive COVID, we wouldn't be where we are today. This is an individual question for Gigi. And, yeah. and you and you probably don't know this one, Hasp. How much is Ari Gold, and in, uh, how much <laughs> is Ari Gold from Entourage had an influence in your career? Because this guy has got photos of him in the office. Um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously watching Entourage has, you know, <laughs> inspired me a little bit. And, you know, I... um. Obviously, had my lord at the time, so yeah, it was good. Like, but just you know, seeing seeing that chase, you know, I know it's all fictional and stuff. Like, it is, you know, I get it. There is a character based on Ari Gold, and it's just like I'm not with Harvey Specter. I get it, man. Correct. Yeah. So, um, I don't look like him. No, but Entourage did have a lot to do (laughs) with how I, you know, got got up, went to work, got inspired. Believe it or not. So, you know. You can get inspired by podcasts, like, you know, Chris does. I get inspired by movies, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I it's, love my movies. It's funny. We had, you know, the boys at Pulsate Gym in Marabina yeah, next to Oasis, yes, Jossie. Yeah. Yeah, we had Joss, Jossie on yeah. the other day, right? Yeah. And I asked him this question, um, and he goes, uh, mate, hands down, easy. And I'm like, oh, who's he going to say? 
like Conor McGregor, UFC fighter. Oh, yeah. He's like 100%. He's like, I've never met the bloke, but he just fucking inspires me. And I'm like, awesome, man. <laughs> like, everyone's got their own thing, which is why I love that question. The last one is uh, if you could have a billboard, realistically, and you can put whatever you wanted to say on there, you could, you could put on there, what would you say and why? Uh, be honest, don't lie. Love it. Thinking of selling cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, that one. Oh, man, that is awesome. That is awesome. I absolutely love it. Now, you'd probably put something like Babsy's number one. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably so grandma, mean her. 100%. I'd do that. Bistro Galame. Is that right? Bistro Galame. Is that where you went? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I Stalker. It, I saw it on yeah. Instagram, man. Um, so follow these boys on their channels at Hassle on Instagram, at Peter Gigis Buxton Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook. Give them a call. From my end, they're uh, the most inspiring guys. That I that are closest to home. They've helped me so much with my own personal growth, with my family growth. They've helped me through situations that uh, have been some of the hardest in my time, and they've just been amazing people as men that I can both call on. There's a funny photo which I'm going to send to Braden to make sure that he includes it, which is me oh, of yeah. us us three <laughs> on a on a motorbike or scooter, a mid- scooter, scooter, in Mykonos, which I'm going to make sure that uh, Braden <laughs> includes for us. Um, I don't even know how we got up that hill, but boys, I can't thank you boys enough for coming on. Thank Thank you for being an amazing part of my journey and my uh, and, and and being able to actually do what I do. So uh, I love you both, and uh, I'm looking forward to obviously this one being released. We love you too, mate. Speak to you guys next week. Continue to like, comment, subscribe, and we'll bring you next week's guest. Mm-hmm.